Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And uh, we want to live that Living Unleashed life. So here at the Living Unleashed podcast, we are intentionally shaping our lives that we might live just that life that we talk about, filled with hope, joy, peace, and freedom. And, and, and we're doing that right now during season two of the podcast by journeying with Luke as we've traveled together through the Gospel of Luke, and now we're in the book of Acts. And today we're in Acts chapter 9. Uh, I want to remind you that uh, as a part of this journey, it is just so uh, awesome and amazing to be able to share it with others. So if you're on this journey with us, you've been listening to the podcast, uh, you've been following along with the reading, I invite you to share that journey with others and invite them along the way. It doesn't matter where we are in the process right now. More folks can join in at any time uh, and just to see what God can do in their lives. And not only that, the more of us traveling together, the richer this whole journey becomes as we um, help to uh, encourage one another and and share with one another what God is doing in our lives. And uh, so that's awesome. So share it with a friend, like and share the Facebook posts, or um, uh, point someone to the website and leave a comment there. But just encourage that interaction, because the more of us that journey together, the greater the journey is. All right, let's get into it. We're in Acts chapter 9. Now, there are two people in Acts chapter 9 I'd like to to take a look at today. The first one is Saul, and the second one is Ananias. And they both play a part in the same ongoing narrative that uh, takes up a large chunk of chapter 9 of Acts. Now, for many You may be familiar that Acts chapter 9 contains the account of Saul's conversion. Now, Saul becomes the Apostle Paul. Saul was a a very, um, um, very much opposed to this new movement called the Way. As a matter of fact, he was one of the leading uh, persecutors of the early church, and even had the backing of the the chief priests and and the uh, religious uh, leaders. He had papers from Jerusalem, and he's heading for for Damascus so that he can arrest, go from house to house, and arrest those who are part of the way, and bring them back to Jerusalem. Now, when Saul gets up that particular morning and heads on his journey to Damascus, I'm. I imagine he had a pretty good idea of what he thought his day was going to be like. He thought, I'm sure, that he was about to uh, take a huge step forward in wiping out this movement called the Way that he saw as unfaithful to the traditions um, and as a threat to um, uh, uh, to the traditions. And so he, he wanted to take care of this. I am certain that Saul had no in- indication as to what was actually going to transpire. Now, what happens is while he's on the road to Damascus, he suddenly is stopped by a blinding light, and Jesus himself speaks to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Uh, Saul is totally uh, just dumbfounded, falls to his knees. He ends up from the experience that he's blind. He can't see. 
he's told to go and to wait in Damascus. And uh, he goes to the house he was uh, told to, uh, uh, to go to, and he waits. Now, now you have Ananias. Now, Ananias is a follower of Jesus, and he has a vision. And in this vision, Jesus tells him to go to this same house where Saul is staying and to pray for him. Okay, that's that's the instructions he's given. Now, Saul, by this point, has been there for three days. He hasn't eaten. He hasn't drinking anything. He's fasting. Uh, he's, he's praying. I'm sure Saul is still um, wrestling around in his mind as he can't see anything around him about what in the world has happened to me. Ananias uh, reminds Jesus in this vision, isn't this the same guy who's, you know, trying to take us all out? And... Uh, Jesus says, hey, Ananias, don't you worry about it. This is my chosen instrument uh, to carry the message of the gospel uh, to the Gentiles and, and, and beyond. And so, and so, you know, Ananias goes. He prays for him, um, and the, the scales fall off Saul's eyes. He can see, and from that point on, he becomes Paul. And uh, his journey continues. We'll see much of that here in the rest of the book of Acts. So let's pause for just a second and say, what do we learn from these two individuals? Well, the first thing I, I want you to see is that when each of these gentlemen got up on those, resp- those res- uh, respective mornings, they had no clue what was going to happen that day. They may have thought they knew. Saul had a pretty good idea of where he thought he was headed. I'm pretty sure Ananias probably had plans for the day as well. Neither one of them knew that this, that this day was going to be so pivotal, uh, not only in their lives, but in the life of the larger movement of what God was doing. Um, and and, and they, just, they just couldn't have even fathom that. And then when they are um, encounter Jesus, Jesus gives them an opportunity to either step into the moment or to reject him. Uh, they both have that opportunity to say, yes, I'll go. Or, nah, forget it. Uh, But both of them obey. And then both of them then become a part of something that's much larger than either of them, something that God is wanting to do. And they get to play a part in that. And it's beautiful and it is awesome because they were faithful, because they responded. Now, this is something that you and I uh, can learn from, and that is this. We never know on any given day exactly what we're going to run into that day. All of us get up most days with an agenda, a to-do list, a schedule, expectations for what's going to happen and where we're going to go. But there's also an opportunity each and every day that Jesus may want to speak into our lives to challenge something or to use us. Maybe he's like Saul and Ananias want to challenge assumptions. Both of this were challenging for both of them. I mean, Saul is now, instead of persecuting those who are following Jesus, is being invited to become one of them. Ananias, instead of saying, Lord, this is really uncomfortable, and I don't think it's really good for my physical health to go and present myself to the guy who has orders to be able to arrest me, have me tortured and killed. Um, Instead says, okay, Jesus, I'm going to do what you said. Challenges assumptions, challenges 
um, and, and takes them into places that they could never dream that it's just going to take Jesus. So they have to step into these moments where it's going to be all about Jesus and not about them. And then they get the opportunity to participate in something that's bigger than themselves and that's really amazing and really cool. And see, I believe that God, that God wants to do that in our lives, that Jesus wants to speak into our lives and do some awesome and amazing and things we might even say are crazy uh, in, in our lives if we will just allow him. We have to be willing first to listen. We have to be willing to allow the everyday flow of our agendas, our schedules, our expectations to be interrupted by Jesus. The second thing is we have to know that when they when it is interrupted, oftentimes Jesus is going to challenge us, challenge us to do something or uh, in some way that is different than maybe what we've, we're used to doing it, or maybe it is to challenge what we have been doing. In the case of Saul, Saul believed what he was doing was the right thing to do, and Jesus challenged it otherwise. Um, I really wonder if this was the the first time that uh, Saul had had any notion or inkling that he was going the wrong direction. Uh, If I were to hazard a guess, I'd say the Holy Spirit had been prodding him along, uh, that he had had some other little moments where uh, the Holy Spirit said, you know, this really isn't what you need to be doing, Saul. And we've all had that when we have particular times in our life, particular places in our life where we are um, still doing things, acting in ways, saying things, thinking in certain ways, whatever, that we know is not in line with what Jesus wants. So are we willing to let him speak into our lives? Then are we willing to step into the moment and trust him, even though it may seem scary, uh, it may make us anxious, but instead to, to step into it and trust him and see what he can do, and then give us the opportunity to be a part of something that is bigger and greater than we are. And see, as we live unleashed and as we are trusting Jesus every day, you see, this instead of becomes an, becoming an anxiety-filling exercise where I get up each day and say, oh my goodness, I wonder what in the world Jesus is going to ask me to do today. Oh my gosh, that just really stresses me out because it's going to challenge me or it might change me. It might bring something up in my life that I really need to let go of. I mean, just what am I going to do? Or we get up each morning and say, Lord, I'm excited. Because, you know, my plans for the day are probably pretty boring and ho-hum, but I'm just going to trust you. And as I'm trusting you and listening for your voice, I know you're going to take me on a great adventure. I know you may challenge me, but that challenging is going to help me to grow. I'm going to become a stronger individual. I'm going to go deeper in my faith, and I'm going to be closer to you. And Lord, that's what I want. By the time I go to bed tonight, I want to have gone deeper in my faith. I want to be closer to you, and I accept whatever challenges you have for me so that I can step into those moments, do something awesome and amazing for you, and and walk closer to you. Now, wouldn't that be an amazing way to go about every day? Isn't that the way you want to embrace today? That, that, That we can trust Jesus, and that's really what it comes down to. You can trust Jesus, and you can wake up today and say, Lord, I've got a general inkling of what I think I'm going to do, but I'm welcomed. I welcome you to break in at any moment and change that. I welcome you to break in any moment and challenge me. I welcome you to break in any moment to lead me a different direction because I know if I'm close to you, if I'm following you, if I am listening to you and doing what you say, that is the best place to be. That is the most exciting place to be, and it is in that place where 
I won't experience anxiety and and stress, but I'll instead experience living unleashed. I will experience hope and joy and peace and freedom because I'm right where I'm supposed to be. So that's what I challenge you to do today as we wind up this week here. Uh, I challenge you to be on the listen for the Holy Spirit, listening to Jesus. And then I challenge you to just step into it and say, okay, Lord, let's go wherever it is and then see what he can do and do it with excitement. Do it with abandon. Do it with uh, a, a trust and faith and see what God can do. And as you do, I guarantee you, you will be living unleashed. This is Jeremy. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.